0: Welcome to Advocation Change It Up, a new podcast series hosted by Dr. Karen Liller, a professor at the USF College of Public Health and director of the Activist Lab.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Karen Liller and I'm thrilled to welcome you to the USF College of Public Health Advocation podcast series. I'm here today with my student co-host Katie Lesser, a member of the Activist Lab Student Advisory Board. Hi Katie. Hi Dr. Lillard. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm fine. Excited about our first podcast. I'm excited too. This is really cool. All right. (laughs) So before we begin, I want to give you some background on the Activist Lab. The Activist Lab at the College of Public Health prepares our students to be exemplary advocates and leaders in public health. And if you just Google USF Activist Lab, you will see all the things that we do. We have educational programs, we have boot camps, seminars, we conduct research on a variety of issues, and we're really empowering students so that they can practice advocacy skills locally, statewide, and nationally. So the Advocation Podcast though is going to tackle really important public health issues and we're going to engage public health leaders and advocates whose work has led to great improvements. We're going to be talking on each podcast with a guest on a public health issue by asking them not only about the issue, but how we as a community can advocate as well for change. And I have to add the views expressed reflect those of the participants in our podcast and do not necessarily reflect the views of the University of South Florida. So with that said, and without further ado, let's talk with our first advocation guest, Dr. Jill Roberts. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Roberts is an assistant professor at the University of South Florida College of Public Health, and she has so many specializations, right? We have molecular epidemiology, bacteriology, emerging diseases, food safety, bioterrorism, and more. But today we're going to talk about a really important issue to many people, and that is immunizations. Immunizations are really critical in public health. Let me just say they are heralded as one of our greatest achievements. Okay, Dr. Roberts? Thank you again for being here. So let's talk about these immunizations. Can you... um provide the audience with an overview of the makeup of vaccines. People have so many questions about what's in the vaccine. I'm nervous about that. Is the vaccine live? That sort of thing. And you can talk about measles or flu or whatever you you need to do.
2: Sure, sure. So I think a lot of people are a little confused about what's in a vaccine. Um, We do see a lot of scary images out there in social media and other places that sort of show all these poisons and toxins and these scary words, but in reality, the vast majority of a vaccine is water. So oh, <laughs> there's a lot what? of water in there. Yeah, and that's safe. Within mm-hmm. the water, <laughs> we also have our immunoactive reagent. So in some cases, we're vaccinating against a bacteria and we may have a full or a piece of a bacteria present. Mm-hmm. That tells your immune system, get to work Here's a foreign invader, do your job. We do the same thing with viruses, but in many cases with the viruses, it's the whole virus and it's actually alive. Now, what I want to stress is it's attenuated. And attenuated means it doesn't cause disease, okay? Or it has Mm -hmm. a very hard time causing disease. And so for most people, it's not a threat. Now, there's a third type as well. Those contain toxins. So some of the vaccines Mm -hmm. actually have the toxin, which tells your immune system, hey, this is a foreign invader, you should watch for this. And if you see it, you should go out and attack it. So an example of that is tetanus. So the other things that are in vaccines are we have something called an adjuvant. An adjuvant is a bioreactive agent. So what it does is it tells your immune system, wake up we have this foreign invader, wake up, you need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Why these are important is because we encounter immunoactive reagents all day long. As we're sitting here talking, we're breathing in the air. It's in the air. It's coming out of the events that are above our head here. It's in the carpets. If our immune system reacted to all that, we'd do nothing but feel sick all day long.
1: Yeah. So for
2: vaccines, we need to add a little something to say, this one's important, pay attention. And that's an adjuvant. Okay. So those are in there. Some vaccines have preservatives, not all of them. In a single dose vaccine, and that's a vaccine that's only going to be used once, there's no need to put a preservative. They're not necessary. In a multi dose one, though, it's necessary because you're going to go back into it over and over again. Obviously, you have to use a clean needle, okay, because we don't want to spread disease. Right. But what if we did get a contaminant on top of that vial because we already touched it once?
1: Sure. That
2: preservative has to be present so that it kills off any extra bacteria from our skin or from whatever so it doesn't get in that vaccine. The last thing we want to do is inject somebody with a live bacteria. To make them ill. Right. Okay, so we learned a really bad lesson. At one point there was a shipment of vaccines that did not have the preservatives in it it became contaminated, people were injected with a contaminated vaccine. So the preservative is really key and it's important. If you're concerned, though, there's preservative-free vaccines. They're single dose, though, so that makes the cost go up a little bit. But all you have to do is ask. Right. You you can ask the
1: physician
0: or whoever's giving the 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 immunizations. Yeah. Yeah, And in
2: fact, most insurance plans will cover them.
0: Yeah, I think most physicians at this point will ask. Because when I got my flu shot a couple weeks ago, they were like, do you want the preservative free? I was like, I really don't care. Just give me a flu shot. It's a flu shot. I'm going to get it.
2: And you bring up something really important about the flu shot that I want to stress. Some people get very scared because the flu shot could contain antigen from eggs. And it even has a warning that says, if you're allergic to eggs, you should be aware this could have this. Mm -hmm. A big misconception is if you're allergic to eggs, you can't get the flu shot. It's not true. The live flu vaccine, the one that they put in the nose, it doesn't involve any eggs. So you could always get that anyway. It's not true for another reason. If you're at high risk, you can vaccinate anyway and then immediately give Benadryl. So, you give it antihistamine so you, so you don't have a, a response to it. Right. But here's the coolest thing ever this year's flu shot was made entirely in cells, no eggs. That's amazing. That's right. I read that yes. it's no eggs, no so people eggs. that are
1: scared about mm-hmm. having allergies it's or reactions to eggs, year. they don't have to wear it. That's, That's so great. cool because everybody should get the flu shot. Absolutely. Yeah. I right. remember
0: reading Absolutely. somewhere last year that that was a big concern because mm-hmm. they were afraid of like the virus like mutating and not including mm-hmm. the strain, like the the mutated virus wasn't one of the strains included in the flu vaccine. So I remember that being a big right, talking point last paper. year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, and we have to remember influenza kills more Americans citizens than every other vaccine preventable disease combined combined oh, so get that it's flu shot so, it's important. so important
1: yeah so as you know dr roberts this past year and even before that there's been a lot of talk about vaccines being unsafe mm-hmm. people not wanting to immunize their children Uh, people not wanting to get immunized themselves. There's a complete fear of what's in there. We're not being told what's in there. People are hiding things. How do you respond to that information?
2: So you always try to respond with the facts, okay? Mm -hmm. So one thing that's really nice about the vaccines is the information is out there. There are multiple agencies that are actually regulating these, and so you can give that information. If you want to know what's in any vaccine, this is called an excipient list. You can Google it. So, the CDC has those on their websites. But what's really important is that you understand what you're reading, okay? So, an excipient list lists everything that was used to make the vaccine. Doesn't necessarily mean it's in the vaccine. So, let me give you an analogy. If we made an excipient list for uh, chocolate chip cookies, it would include a bowl and a spoon. That doesn't mean you ate them when you ate the cookie, okay? So, those are used very commonly to create fear. And we'll get back to a reason why we're p- people are creating fear. Here's that list, here's everything scary that's in the vaccine, but it's not really. Those are the things that we use in the production steps. Mm-hmm. They're not in the final product, mm-hmm. they're not a risk. Another way you create fear is you refer to those things that are in vaccines, not by their real terms, which is adjuvants and preservatives, but rather you start calling them toxins and poisons. And danger. And danger. Mm -hmm. And those terms are meaningless unless you have a little toxicology background and you know dose. And the dosages that's in a vaccine, they're not a risk at all. But why would someone create fear is something that we come back to over and over again. Unfortunately, these people are very, very savvy, and it's profitable, okay? So if you can create fear in individuals, you can offer them a supplement. You can offer them a book. Mm -hmm. You can offer them an excuse for why their child has a disease that you really don't understand. Right. You can make a lot of money in speaking fees by simply creating fear, and social media is an outlet for that. So you put all this thing out there and believe me, like I said, these people are very savvy. Let's create this movement and tell people the vaccines are scary and they're toxic. That's one piece of it. So now you take a parent. Who is afraid and who doesn't understand? Right. My child has ADHD. How did this happen? Mm-hmm. It must be big pharma's fault because here's all this data that looks credible, mm-hmm. but it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Looks like they know what they're talking about, but they really don't. They even make things that look real. National Vaccine Information Center. It's an anti-vax website. It looks That's like amazing, a .gov because you
1: get it. I get information That's, from them all the time. Sure. Of yeah. course, yeah. Oh. So so, so let me ask you a question, and I, always, I get this question a lot too, and it is, um, why did this start? I mean, for years, you know, when mm-hmm. I was young, everybody got immunized. I don't ever remember this being a discussion. But then all of a sudden, it's like people don't want to immunize their children. Mm-hmm. When I had my children a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. I had them immunized. I don't remember any of my colleagues or friends saying, oh, don't do that. So, Mm -hmm. so why, where did this come from? Was it social media that sort of pushed this forward? Yeah, it's, it's always been there to some extent,
2: but there were a few key issues that really pushed this. And this of course was the Andrew Wakefield and autism. Yes, the autism, which by the way has been totally debunked.
1: The The paper. paper. Yeah. So
2: (laughs) you all of a sudden had parents getting this scary diagnosis that their kid had this disease or this condition and they didn't understand it. They, did, they still don't. In many cases, you'll hear right. people say, my child is damaged. Your child's not damaged. Your child has challenges, which right. we can work for. You know, we can work with that. Um, but this is this gained momentum because suddenly this individual put out this paper and said, oh, it's the vaccines. And specifically, it's the MMR. So this is where the measles, the measles mm-hmm. bit came in. And so suddenly people got scared and said, I'm not going to vaccinate. I'm not going to vaccinate because that's going to give my kid this disease. Now we know the data was nonsense. The individual is being paid Absolutely. by a vaccine company. They've lost their medical degree, but that gained steam. And then you enter social media. So mm-hmm. now you had this huge outlet where all these parents could come together and said, my kid's got this symptoms too. And my kid's got allergies and my, it must have been the vaccines. Let's find a cause. Let's find a prevention. Right. And with that particular event, what was really interesting is it caused so much fear that in Japan, they separated the vaccines out. And they said, okay, well, we'll make an M and another M and an R and we'll give these separately and see what happens and nothing happened. The autism rate continued to grow up because, and the reason it got worse was because diagnostics got better. Right, right. That the disease and that's always
0: here. the case.
1: And the same sure. time, you give vaccines is when you start seeing symptoms of autism. So people did mm-hmm. this false yes. causation, mm-hmm. right? That was that yeah. was not true.
2: So once that paper disappeared. They said, okay, well, now we can't show that it was the MMR. And the big problem with MMR is it never had mercury in it, in it anyway. And everyone wanted and to blame mercury. And the mercury fear was in right. there and Mercury as well. can't be in there. There's a reason it can't be in there. It's live viruses. So you can't put mercury in with live you know, viruses. It it's would... a preservative. It would kill the viruses. Right. So okay. we, you can't do that. So they, they jumped suddenly. Okay, well, then it was diphtheria tetanus and pertussis vaccine. Mm -hmm. That's the one. And this got play in the U.S. media. The U.S. media, one of the big nighttime shows, gave an audience to individuals. It gave an audience to Jenny McCarthy. It gave an audience to all these other individuals that said, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one that did it. And the fallout of that was people said, oh, we better pull this vaccine. Let's pull this vaccine. Let's find out what's wrong with it. We switched our DTP vaccine to our new vaccine, which is DTAP. We went to acellular pertussis. The acellular
1: version, right. Right. It doesn't
2: work as well. I know. So suddenly now we have more cases of pertussis because this vaccine doesn't actually work as well as the old one was. And there was no data to support that the old one was a problem. Oh, my
0: gosh. That's terrifying. It is. I remember, I think... uh, Either earlier this year or at the end of last year, um, a Danish study was published following like the entire Danish population of children for however many years mm-hmm. to prove that the MMR vaccine was safe. And I remember reading this because I spent last fall in Denmark. So when I saw that that happened while I was there, I was like, this is amazing that the Danish scientists Mm -hmm. have figured out like by following their own Danish cohort of people that like the vaccine is safe.
2: Right. Um. And what was really interesting about that was some of those studies were funded by anti-vax groups. (laughs)
0: <laughs> who wanted to the date them to say something. Well, that's interesting. Totally and, and then, of course, and the, the science that proves that out they out were it
2: wasn't the case. But you bring up an important point, is those studies cost money. They cost time. Mm-hmm. They invest scientists who could be doing something else.
1: Absolutely. And so we've
2: taken all this effort. All and this all effort,
1: this, all this time, yeah, all this talk.
2: Away from of, real autism exactly. studies towards this vaccine issue, whereas we really need to be looking at what services could we provide? What are the real factors? Right. It looks like genetics. looks like there's genetics involved. What could we do? Are there environmental factors that are triggering this genetics? We need to do the research. Mm -hmm. But we're off here still in vaccines with millions of dollars and creating fear. And that's how you have measles come back to the States. What's interesting
1: about measles, you know, we did a study with Dr. Mark Roberts at the University of Pittsburgh. mm -hmm. And what we did is uh, he created a simulation of what would happen if immunizations for the MMR and measles in the state of Florida Drop by 10%, just only 10%. And you can Google, it's called Fred Measles, Florida. And you can go to it and you can see by just that 10% drop, the thousands of cases that increase. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. So this is not something that we should take lightly, mm-hmm. right? right? As people continue to say, I'm not going to vaccinate. I don't want to vaccinate. I'm a little bit afraid of it. Mm-hmm. But I think we also, you know, in the other vein, need to be respectful of people's fears and, and sure. understand where that came from. Absolutely. But there is this insidious also force playing on those fears, which is unfortunate, Mm -hmm. right? And we almost lost our measles, right? Uh, We came uh, very close. Elimination, right? We came very, very close. close.
2: It could still happen.
1: And it could still happen. And that's, that's for people to not, you know, think this is over.
2: Sure. And you touch on the other side of this issue. You not only have to create fear in the parents and the individuals, but you also have to minimize the disease. So you have to that's create right. this image that measles is not no
1: big deal. It's no big deal. Measles
2: is, everybody had measles. So you have all these individuals here saying, I had measles and I'm fine, but that's what's called survivorship bias. The ones that died aren't here to tell them how horrible it was. The ones who had suffered from morbidities that were related to this. Measles can cause you to lose your hearing. Those are the folks that we need to get that information out there. You need to keep sending that public health message. And unfortunately, there was a child that just died. And so this individual got measles. Measles can cause a condition called SSPE, Mm -hmm. which can manifest over a 10-year time period. And he died. This is not a disease that is mild. This is a no. disease that's killing people every minute in the world. And so it's not mild. So we have to keep sending that message yeah. out. Yeah,
1: uh, we really do. And, and and just the public health effects, right? I mean, there are people who cannot be immunized, mm-hmm. right? They cannot take immunizations. They're immunocompromised. They're a baby. Right. They're, they're not old enough. For example, the MMR, you can't get till 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there there's other reasons why people just cannot you know, be immunized and, and be safe from that. So that's why it's important for everybody who can get immunized to be immunized. Sure. Yeah, to not sure. put those other people at risk, which is about protecting the population's health, which is all about public health. And yes. the other odd thing about all this, you know, when we did the different um, panels and things we've, we've sat on about vaccines, it it's amazing to me that people are so afraid of autism, mm-hmm. but yet the diseases that we're talking about can kill yes. their child. Yeah, But yes. yet the fear is all about, oh autism. my goodness, my that's, child can yeah. get autism, mm-hmm. which I can never put together, right? Yeah, that's I mean. the
0: most frustrating thing that the idea that your child having a disability is worse than them potentially cool. dying mm-hmm. from something you can prevent. Like that frustrates me immensely. Like I don't have children, but it's like if I ever did, like I went through all of this to give birth to a child. Like, you're going to love that child unconditionally. And the fact that you're so scared of it maybe getting autism is just so wrong and so infuriating Mm because it makes it sound like these – children with autism are like lesser individuals, and that it's a burden. And that's just so right. frustrating. Right. And, and I think it's because mm-hmm. they don't see, like you said, Dr. Mm-hmm. Rubbs, they
1: don't see the seriousness of right. these diseases. Yeah, exactly. They can maybe see seriousness of autism, but they just can't see the seriousness sure. of these diseases. And for every and, vaccine. And yeah. for so every, not just, right, You'll not hear the someone MMR. say,
2: well, I'll take the ones that are important, They're all important.
1: important. Right. Or I I don't (laughs) want to take them all at once. I know people are talking to their physicians Mm -hmm. now about saying, I don't want to take my child in and get them all those shots at once because they might cry, they're going to get a fever and all Mm -hmm. those sorts of things. But... But really, I mean, there's no evidence, right, that, no, about that no. spacing and or it's, any...
2: It's ironic because a lot of people are afraid of the preservatives and the adjuvants. But if you break up the shots, you have to add the preservatives and adjuvants in to each, every one in of them. In each one, then. So you're actually the the <laughs> yes. you're compounding oh. the issue that it wasn't an issue anyway. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, with each vaccine, you'll hear someone say, well, I'm going to get them vaccinated for polio, but I'm not gonna chicken chickenpox." Right, which is. We'll- we, we started Horrible. the chickenpox vaccine because the secondary bacterial infections were killing people Yeah, and still kill people because they don't get the vaccines. Right. And then we have the shingles issue and then we have all these other things. So uh, we, you have to talk about the importance of each vaccine mm-hmm. and then really stress that, yeah, these are important. Mumps can cause sterility. Meningitis can cause limb loss. Uh, one of the arguments that the anti-vax crowd will use, will they'll, they'll show you statistics and show you no death from preventable vaccines have gone down. Mm-hmm. A preventable vaccine, preventable right. diseases. Right, absolutely. Well, of course they have because the disease isn't occurring anymore due to the vaccines. Due to disease. the vaccines. Yeah. But so also, kind of... yes, our medical care got better. Right. So we can, in fact, sustain your life in the mm-hmm. state of paralysis from polio. But we can do nothing about the paralysis. Right. Yeah. That piece of the medical, we cannot reverse the deafness from measles, we cannot reverse the 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 um, infertility from mumps. We can do nothing about the paralysis. Exactly, from and why
1: up. should you be there in the first? place? Why would you go there in the first place? Exactly, these are
2: serious diseases.
1: You know, one of the things we want to do in the podcast is we we not only want to talk about the issue, right, and, and all the important um, ideas around it, but also to talk about advocacy, yeah. right? I know you're a great advocate, right, <laughs> for immunizations, vaccine, Katie, you are, and, and I think we all are in public health. But wh- how, what would you say to the community, people listening? You know, they say, all right, I'm now, I'm going to get immunized, I'm going to have my children immunized. How can they advocate and, and respond to some of these attacks that they may receive from others who are not vaccinating their children?
2: Well, one of the things we always say when you're doing public health is you have to find your brave. You have to speak up. Speak mm-hmm. up in defense of the people who can't. So when your friend says to you, I'm not getting the flu shot because it's not important. Right. Say, well, my grandma could die from the flu. Exactly. My son could die from the flu. This person I know that's immunocompromised, your grandma, you could die from the flu. Swine flu killed people in their 20s and 30s. Yeah, it, it did. It did not kill grandparents. It did not kill kids. Do it for yourself and do it for others. So you always say give that message. Um, In my courses, I try to teach my students how to give food safety messages. Mm -hmm. If you see something wrong in a restaurant, speak up because that could kill someone. Find your brave and always speak up.
1: Absolutely. Talking about that, the hepatitis Mm -hmm. A. You know, so there's a lot of questions about that, right? Should I get, it used to be restaurant workers Mm -hmm. would always get immunized, but now, you know, they're saying to the public, get your hepatitis A vaccine. Do you think that people should be getting hepatitis A? Absolutely. So what had
2: happened with hepatitis A is we're seeing this spillover from one public health problem to another. Right. It's complicated. Mm -hmm. So we think of hepatitis A as being foodborne. Mm -hmm. It is, but right now the big problem is homeless population and it's actually a spillover from the opioid crisis. Okay, so you okay. have people who are seeking drugs, do, having sex for money to buy drugs, you reusing needles, and you have a hygiene issue. This is what's spreading the hepatitis A among the, the homeless population. Then there's no access to any hygiene facilities. Where can homeless population go to work that requires no skills? Restaurants. Mm-hmm. So now you have a restaurant with so a potential a effect,
1: ground for and it's spreading to spread. from
2: place to place to place. Exactly. If you're not vaccinated, you should get vaccinated. Luckily, the state of Florida adopted the hep A vaccine relatively early. So most right. people 30 hmm. and under in the state of Florida actually have had their hep A series. Right. But that was us. There's the rest <laughs> of the nation we need to worry about. Right. So if you're older than that, than that age group, you may not have been vaccinated. Right. It's the biggest problem. Hep A is most dangerous for older individuals. It causes yes, it is. liver disease. Liver, the liver damage from it right, is. Right, right. Yeah, so um, because of this and because of the health insurance companies are aware, if you walk in places like CVS right now, they have a sign up that says, get your flu shot. We offer also offer free. free. And hepatitis A is right That's there. That's right. You That's can also right. get them
0: at Do Publix. It. I got mine at Publix. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I recommend anybody, check your
2: series. If you didn't get Hep A, get it. Um, coolest thing about that shot that almost no vaccine can claim, it's almost 100% efficacious.
1: Right. It almost a great. No, it, it, That's it's amazing. Which is not, you can't always say for so many of the others, especially mm-hmm. with the flu shot, right? They, yeah. So flu shot's a, kind of like, it, it can be. are they image. hitting it? Did they get the right strains this year? You right, know, so. right.
2: One cool thing about flu shot, though, <laughs> is that your threshold for herd immunity is really low. Thank goodness. So yeah, so flu shot, flu is spread by droplets. Right. And so we're far enough apart that if one of us were infected, we couldn't spread that. Right. If we had measles in here, we're, oh, all no, we're all. in trouble. You're right. Okay. So herd immunity for measles is really high. Above ninety-five is, percent is a target, right? For flu, it's only fifty, right? Nice, yeah. And so- herd
1: immunity is the. Population yes, immunity. Population
2: yeah. immunity. So yeah. if all oh, 50% of us get vaccinated, we protect a huge amount of the population. Which is great because many years people will use that as a negative and they'll say only 50% got vaccinated. And I'm over here going, Yes, <laughs> we hit it. We that's, hit it. That's, a big, that's, that's feat. what we yeah. needed. Yes. That's right. So that's definitely a that's big feat, great. especially
0: when people are always like, I always get sick from the flu shot. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're not getting sick from the flu shot. Oh, I know, but because that's yeah,
1: they, I don't think you can, right? Because no, I mean no. there's like no, no there's so not we, a Way for you to actually get sick, it can create could
2: an be, immune response. It's, it's I think that's to. what
1: people are feeling that's normal. a lot of yeah. times. That's what that's it's right. supposed normal. to that's do. Normal.
2: And always counter your friend. Your friend will say to you, "I've never had the flu, and I've never had the flu shot," mm-hmm. and that's a warning bell in my mind because that tells me you have no immunity. You've never right. You're very You're never yeah. Had the you could easily You've be a victim. Had... Yeah. So yeah. when the bad strain comes, guess which one of us is going down first? It's you, the one that has no response. That's So scary. anyone that tells you that, always tell them, go get the shot, please right. build your immunity, build your. Uh, we change the shot every year because the virus absolutely changed. they try. Our so immunity didn't go away. So every time we get another shot each year, we're banking more and more immunity. Mm, Yeah. So the
0: next time we have something terrifying like a Spanish flu outbreak from 100 years ago, at least we'll have something. We've had years
2: of shots. Yes.
1: (laughs) Right. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, immunizations, like I said, it's just amazing to me. I've been in public health a long time, Mm -hmm. and it just seems like this whole conversation, I never thought we would be having. You know, if you told me like a few years ago, even 10 years ago, or maybe, I never thought we would be worried about people getting immunized. I
2: don't think any of us did. But the the positive side of this is there's things that we can do about it. There's actions we can take. And one of them is be loud. Yeah. Be loud. Because the other
1: groups, the things in public health, we're all like, scientists and yeah. we have all the data and everything. But sometimes we're not very loud, right? Well yeah. some of us are loud. <laughs> but you know so I, <laughs> and I mean, you should continue. That, that. Like me. But anyway, but some of us that's why we wanted to do the podcast. I mean that's one sure. of the reasons, right? To get messages out. I know people listen to podcasts. And right. so that that's why we wanted to do it. And right. the other groups are loud. Um, if you go to the people that don't want don't like vaccines and don't want people to be immunized, go to their uh social media. It's quite savvy, as yeah. you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very appealing, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're thinking that way. But so, And you
2: can always be there with a positive message. Right. So what's really important to do as public health advocates is we always come with the positive message and we always come with the facts and the data. And you never go low. So social media can go very low. Right. You can have people call you names and of say course. these kind of things. and But you're not necessarily targeting the person you're talking to. You're targeting the one on the fence who's watching the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I go to Parents Magazine and someone says, flu shot kills... I say, here's the data from last year's flu shots. You can see that there were no deaths associated with the flu shot. And then the person may be trying to attack you. You're not necessarily talking to them. It's that other mom that that's watching that data, going, offense. "Hey, right. there's real data from the CDC that shows the flu right. shot didn't kill anybody, and it actually showed that 50,000 people died of the flu last year. 50,000. Yeah. That's, that's, so that's a lot. that's a lot more than motor vehicle crashes. Mm-hmm. More so than motor vehicle crashes.
1: Absolutely. Yes. So you so just absolutely. ignore
2: the negative message, keep putting the data, keep putting the positive, and it gets out there.
1: The message. So out there. I, I think I think also um, a difficult point is when people say, "We don't believe your data." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we had that, right, in yeah. the panel, even though oh, yeah. we come with the data and they go, yeah, you're lying. Uh uh-huh.
2: So we can try to work with that. So you can say, well, I don't believe your data because it's the CDC and the CDC's is in it's bed bad. with big pharma. <laughs> right. So I say, okay, well, let me show you data from the World Health Organization. And then if they say, well, I don't believe your data because the World Health Organization is this. And I say, Which well, word? let me show you the UN's data. Well, I don't believe the UN's data. <laughs> let me show you the data from Japan. And uh, when all that data syncs up, again, you can't fight the conspiracy theorist. Right. right. But you showed to the person on the fence that all the data in every place was consistent. And so it's you're a really decrediting They
1: especially want to hit CDC all the time, yeah, where we get yeah, so much yeah. of our data, and um, right, yeah, they always want to but you're showing attack. how
2: incredible they are yeah. by just repeatedly showing
1: other data because sources. Because there's nothing
2: you can do about that. And in fact, in many ways, you can't convince that person anyway. Mm-hmm. But maybe you can convince the other people, yeah. and that's that bit is really important. And I know that happens because people contact us. Yeah, and say, all the time. Yeah, I saw what you post, and I, does you, did it really kill 50,000 people? People last year, and I say, yeah, and this is why. Let me show you how flu kills people. Yeah. I'm getting my flu shot, I'm getting my kid. Okay, we reached that person, and that was their job. Right. Uh, one thing is really interesting to see did you see we're reaching agencies? Did you see that Amazon pulled the anti-vax I, I did. I did see that. I right? Did. Amazon
1: said, we're not going to host that information anymore, so which was a big shout out. And so did Pinterest. Yeah. That's right. Yes. There's a lot of uh, different- Which they're very- yeah. bad, that some of those groups are very angry about, too. Oh, yes, yeah. that, they they they're very mad at Amazon. Oh, yes, they
0: are. Mad. There's a lot of different uh, platforms I think that are pulling. Yeah. yeah, they're pulling all of those things. I remember last year when I was in D.C. Uh, for one of my ad- advocacy things for vaccines, uh, Dr. Peter. Hotez of Baylor Mm -hmm. he was telling us that he had just released his book um, and he in like the top 20 for like medicine he was like the 19 other books in the top 20 are anti-vax so I'm the number one for vaccines (laughs) so it like and then Amazon started pulling all of the anti-vax things because it's right. just not credible no. so right and they have to go with credible
1: information agreed. agreed you know so
2: i don't think any business wants to play a part in bringing measles back they really yeah.
1: don't. No, they really don't. It's not a good advertising. Not, at all. not, a That's good bad not at all. So I think you so help bring measles back. <laughs> and
2: I think we talked about one of the advocacy things that we we did. we did was there was a insurance company that was going to hire a an an actor as a spokesperson, and the actor is well known as being anti vax mm. And mm-hmm. so we went to their social media in mass, a whole group of individuals who are professors, you know, work in the field, all of us, with messages and said, you guys sell health insurance. You sell life insurance. This individual advocates for dangerous practices. You need to seriously think whether this is the person you want as their spokesperson. And they didn't hire them.
0: They they
2: canceled the contract. The, in a similar way, there was a venue that was going to bring in a speaker who was a wellness speaker, mm. but that wellness speaker is a well-known anti-vaxxer, bringing them into Australia, which already has a huge anti-vax they problem, same they as do. we do here. Mm-hmm. We reached out to them and said, you don't want to do this. You don't want to bring this individual. You don't want to send this. They went so far as to remove the visa The person can't travel in the country.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Australia does so many great things. You know, I'm in injury prevention. I do injury prevention research. And they always have the best and the newest, you know, when it comes to a lot of the things we do. So
2: awareness. You just raise the awareness and say, this is a threat. Let's prevent it. Let's be louder. Let's bring the correct messages. And it works. It really works. Well, that's great.
0: Katie,
1: Do you have any more questions? Yeah.
0: Um, As we're talking about uh, being loud and, you know, communicating the message, I'm finding that a lot of the um, people on the fence aren't necessarily swayed by data, 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 because Mm -hmm. it's so clinical. Mm -hmm. And so what would you suggest for people on the fence that might not be so inclined to follow, like, Data. Such such data. Like because I know I know personally, I'm not a statistics person. I understand mm-hmm. it because it's my part of my degree. Right. right. But mm-hmm. I would rather see a colorful message mm-hmm. that explains something in easier terms. So like what would you what would sure. you suggest?
2: Well individuals that are on the fence are often swayed more by personal stories. Mm-hmm. So we don't Absolutely. necessarily want to join those together as data. The anecdotes are not data. right? However, personal stories are very personal and they're real. So there's a very large group of individuals who have lost people. They've lost children. They've come close to losing children. They've had um, individuals in their life that have been damaged due to vaccine preventable diseases who will talk about their message. There are social media sites like Light for Riley. Riley was a baby that died of pertussis. Okay, there's social media sites as an individual that just put this out, whose five-year-old died of flu last year, and Mm -hmm, you know she said, "I would give anything to go back and take the flu shot." Those messages are powerful. They're important. They really link not cold data but people people right. who are affected by vaccine-preventable diseases. It also helps to make them aware of how many people are in threats. Okay? We talk about who's immunocompromised, and when you say those words to someone, they think immunocompromised means HIV. It does, but it also means cancer, long-term steroids, comorbidities like heart disease, d- diabetes, etc. cetera. So when you start talking about who all those people are, and they think, oh, that, that's someone in my life. Yeah. My family member has diabetes. My family member had cancer treatment. You really can bring it onto a personal level. And it's okay to go there, you know, to really be compassionate mm-hmm. and show the stories and mm-hmm. show the powerful messages and make it worldwide because we are a global
0: community yeah. right and it's
1: so easily spread these diseases right. now would travel and right there is no real boundaries that's one anymore. thing yeah
0: right. that's one thing we like to stress I, I do advocacy work for an organization called shot at life uh, through mm-hmm. the UN foundation and that's one of the things that when we go on to Capitol Hill to advocate for funding for global like global childhood mm-hmm. vaccines we say diseases don't have borders because they Absolutely don't that's right so mm-hmm. and it's important and like a lot of the messages that we use is these women in countries that um, are ravaged by polio outbreaks, because polio is only still endemic in three countries, Mm -hmm. but almost out of... Nigeria. That's almost, yeah. almost yeah. very yeah. close. But these women travel miles through the snow, through the mountains. Absolutely, like they don't have the luxury to say like no to these things because they're concerned that these children are going to die from vaccine preventable disease. So we have that global message in our marketing, and I just kind of wish that people would see that it's like bigger than just you. Sure, you know? yeah. I
2: agree. And this is an issue that comes back time and time again. There's there's concern about immigration mm-hmm. and bringing in vaccine preventable diseases. But what I think that a lot of people don't understand is a lot of the immigration is from countries that have higher vaccine rates than we do. Yeah. We're actually a risk for them to come yeah, here. Actually, we're we're so, the problem in
1: the United States. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But to watch and watch your compassion levels when you do see where diseases are coming from. So when we're looking at measles and we say, we can trace this strain of measles back again to the Philippines, where's your compassion for the Philippines? Why is measles a problem there? Why are we still seeing people dying? Right. What can we do as a country, as a nation, as a, as UNICEF, as any kind of mm-hmm. research? Right. So one of the things that we actually advocate for, too, is UNICEF does this great day where they do match days. Mm-hmm. They usually do it on Thursdays. So if you go in <laughs> and you donate a certain amount of money, and I always donate to vaccines, right. the Gates Foundation or somebody else will match your donation. I love oh. that. And so you can That's do twice yeah. as much money for vaccines. And people just yeah. you can find yeah. out on the
1: UNICEF site. Or yeah.
2: yeah. And then you okay. know they're going over overseas and yeah. like where they're needed the most. You know and what so else? That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. You know what else? Um, through Shot at Life, I found out that if you go to Walgreens and you get a flu shot, you can do get a shot, give a shot. Give a shot. So oh, if you right. get your flu yes, shot, give it, right. it yes, gives it to give a child one. around yes, the so world, important. which so is another important. way to do the same thing. Like you're giving vaccines to those who need it by getting your own. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And then always raise awareness about where they're free and which programs are
1: free. There's free vaccines for children's that, programs. That's always a question when yeah. we do the panels and things. People say, okay, I'm going to get immunized, but I can't afford it. Well now what? they are free. You know, now what these, there's so yeah. many free sites at health mm-hmm. departments. I know what we at the college are gonna sure, do the, we're the flu shot our about free flu to do shot. it October I'm so 18th. Excited. At the yeah. College of Public Health you can get a free flu flu shot. Yeah.
0: That's so exciting. I'm excited for yeah. flu shot day. Yes. Be fun. The <laughs> activist
1: lab will be there. Okay at flu shot day. Well this has been great conversation. Thank you so much. Uh, on behalf of the USF College of Public Health Activist Lab, the Advocation Podcast, I want to thank my co-host Katie Lesser, our guest, our great guest, Dr. Jill Roberts, for joining us on this first podcast. And you know, we would love to know from you how we did. So if you, again, Google the Activist Lab website, you will see a link called Podcast Feedback. And if you click on that link, you'll find uh, an email where you can email us. We'll get it in the Activist Lab. Let us know what you thought of the podcast and also how you are going to advocate now for what we were talking about for immunizations. We would love to hear those stories. And on our next podcast, we're going to read some of that information. So you may just hear your message read um, when we air next time. So also, please subscribe to our podcast. Again, it is Advocation. We're going to have new segments coming out very, very soon. So until next time, this is Karen Weller. Thank you again. And remember, Advocation, it's about finding your voice and helping to change it up for the better. Thank you.